The final week. Two teams are in. Four teams are fighting for two spots. Who gets in? Jill Ryan? Landon? Thomas? Jake? Welcome to week 12. Welcome to the Vietnam Fantasy Football Talk Podcast. And now, here are your hosts, the two G's, Mark and Drew. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, Vietnam Nation, whenever you may be listening to this episode. By the way, it's episode 10. Can you believe it already? I was telling G2 a week earlier, who, by the way, is out on assignment this week, that I didn't realize that Chris and Jake would be playing in the last week of the season. And at the time, I thought that would be the game of the year. Well, it didn't pan out that way. Uh, Jake's team in week 11 thought the games were in Mexico, or his players thought that, and appears uh, his team members did not get the memo that that was not the case. So Jake lost uh, last week, and even if he wins this week, he still needs lots of help. Still, I wanted to interview Chris and Jake, and I quickly learned that Chris might not want the number one seed. Let's listen in. Chris, I have a question for you as you two play each other. You're, you're going to get the number one seed, right? You're going to get the number one seed. So are you going to give your, your guys maybe a day off? Is that how it works here in fantasy football? Well, I don't I don't really know if I want the number one seed or the two seed. There's really no one in the top half that I really want to play. And it's possible I could be the two seed if I do lose. Um, so that's always a possibility. That's, that's going to be tough. So, Jake, who's going to win? Who, what's going to take for you to be Chris? Oh, man, what is it going to take for me to beat Chris? I think my quarterbacks are going to have to show up this week, or quarterback, rather. Tom Brady's going to have to, you know, show up. Let me pull up his stat line here. I mean, he's been averaging, like, roughly 14 points the last three weeks, which is not going to do it. It's just, yeah, not great. Um, Yeah, I mean, I'm going to need a lot of help. A lot of help. Like Chris is going to have to have a couple guys get turf toe or something to start the game and then only play a few snaps. Um, yeah, we're going to have to, you know, scratch and claw our way to the, you know, to victory. And then hopefully to play off them. Mm-hmm. Now, Chris, Chris, what I want to know: Can you win without Todd Gurley? Yeah, I think I can win without Todd Gurley. I've kind of built my team to be really consistent. Like, I don't have a ton of guys that are boom or bust. Um, A lot of guys I can kind of count on what I expect week in, week out. Um, So I I think I can still win, but he is a big loss. I mean, he's definitely my MVP. Absolutely, absolutely. As you look at who else will be playing, another big game uh, the final week of the year will be, will be, looks like Thomas is playing Landon. And I don't think you could have written a better script for that. Are you all comfortable making a prediction, either of you two, making a prediction of that, of that game? Hmm, I'm looking at the matchup right now. I don't It's know. really close. I mean. I, I would probably, I would probably, if I had to put money on the game, I would put money on probably Landon. 
Uh, New Orleans can give up a lot of points. I don't think the Patriots are in a rush to give Gronk a huge workload before the postseason. Zach Ertz has been an animal. Um, the only thing is Landon's going to be without Brandon Cooks, which is pretty big, but Zeke's been phenomenal lately. And Zach did lay an egg this past week, but that's probably not going to happen two weeks in a row, right? Right. It can't happen two weeks in a row. But, I mean, what? Thomas Lowkey just has Aaron Jones sitting in his flex, and that's a pretty dangerous play too. Um and Odell really popped off, and so I mean they both really they both really have guys who can just you know w- w- walk roll out of bed and drop thirty points any given week. So mm-hmm. it's pretty tough. Well, again, I've enjoyed just watching both of you two from afar because I was mentioning to Drew a couple of weeks ago. I don't like my team. I hate my team. I just see all the flaws in it. Do you do you two ever look at your teams and just say? Boy, I get frustrated with it. I mean, Chris, you look at your team. I mean, Jake and I look at your team and think, oh, holy cow. But do you look at your team and see flaws in it like, like we do? Or do you look at your team and say, I don't, I don't need anybody else? Um, yeah, when I look at my team, I'm always, like, looking for ways I can improve it. And I always think there's ways I can improve it. Like, I'm pretty active in the trade market throughout the year. Like, for example, usually for most of the year when I play a game, one of my flexes is really good and the other is just so-so. So I could have a second flex be better than it has been. Um, but for the most part, for the most part, I'm pretty happy. And I've been able to even trade away some bench players for, like, future draft picks because, you know, I just honestly look at them and say, hey, they're not going to start for me unless, like, five people will get hurt. So um, I think the core I've got now will be solid this year and next year, and then they might start to get a little age on them. Jake, what does your core look like going forward? Um, I mean, I feel pretty good at receiver for the next couple of seasons, especially with guys like Christian Kirk and Valdez Scantling coming on strong the second half of the season. My running back two is a real problem right now. I had Carlos Hyde. I was feeling pretty good about him. And then he got traded to Jacksonville, and now he's third string for him. And so – and then quarterback I'm not too sure of because Bill O'Brien's doing his darndest to, you know, prevent Deshaun Watson from flourishing in the NFL. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I, li- I, I like parts of it, and there are parts that, you know, I'm you know, not too happy about due to factors outside of my control in my view, unfortunately. Last question, the most important question. So what do you all think of the podcast? <laughs> I've been enjoying it. I like that you got y'all do it. Thank I you. love it. I, sub- I subscribed on iTunes, I think, like two weeks ago, and oh, I fell behind excellent. a few weeks. And so I just, yeah, I ran through them because they're, they're short. They're only about 30, 40 minutes usually. And so, yeah, I mean, I'm a huge fan. I listen every week. Good luck to both of you, too. Thanks for paying us so much to be on as well. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I really appreciate that check that came in this morning. Chris and Jake, you guys are just super awesome. Thank you very much. And by the way, if you were expecting some smack talk, sorry, those guys were all pros. But if you do want some smack talk, you need to turn up the volume on this next interview. When I turn the mics on, Thomas, he did not hold back. I mean, he let her rip. A few things about our league, because Mr. Ball 
And Team Ball has actually had the second easiest schedule of the entire season. And yet we have the same record. The second easiest schedule, only behind, you guessed it, Team Stump, who has had the easiest schedule the entire season. Why is it that I feel like I'm listening to JB right now? That that almost sounds like it, did he prep you for this, Thomas? <laughs> Ooh, I, well, rebut- I'm working on my advanced analytics. Re- rebuttal, rebuttal, Landon. All right, Thomas, continue with your easy schedule because I can't seem to verify that on Yahoo. <laughs> it just goes by the points. I think uh, your your average opponent throughout the season has scored about 20 points fewer than my average opponent. I'm just saying, my team has had a much harder road to a 6-5 and five schedule. Predictions. Yes. Who wins? Does Thomas win or do you win? I mean, like, do you want me to be honest or do you yeah, want me to roast? Yeah, I want you to be honest. I, I, I think the line's in favor of Thomas right now, but I think the projections are a little high uh, for a lot of his team. Um, I don't think Beckham Jr. is going to put up 20. I think Gronk is – pretty much washed up and needed to be traded like Belichick wanted him to be. So I don't think Thomas scores as much as he's anticipated to score, but, um, you know, I, I'm not totally confident on my either. I'd obviously like to win, um, but I honestly, I have no clue. He may get the line right now, but I don't think it's crazy accurate. So I'm not, I'm not sure. I will take a biased projection and say that I win. <sighs> I'm flipping a coin. Thomas, Thomas, who wins? Well, you know, Landon, I'll give it to you. You're right. I don't think Odell Beckham scores 20 points either. I think he scores 30 this week. I, I and for that reason, I knew it. For that I, reason, I knew it. I I heard, I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> I knew it. I for that reason, I, I really do think that he can have a good game. He's playing the second worst secondary in the entire league this week. So I think he's got a good chance to put up some points. Eli Manning looked a lot better last week, and I think that they've actually figured out how to move the ball a little bit. So watch out because he's on the rise. I'm confused why you're starting Galladay and Chicago's defense. Like, do you want them to cancel each other out, or how how do you plan on that working? (laughs) Well, here's the thing. Matthew Stafford only has one person to give the ball to because everyone else on the team has either been traded or is injured. So even if they only get 200 yards of offense, it'll all go to one person. Hmm. And you're assuming that's Kenny Galladay. Uh, who else is he going to give it to? Can you name uh, another Lion right now that plays on the team? I can't name another Lion, period. All I can name is Matt or Pat Stadford, whatever his name is. <laughs> uh, Pat Stadford. Uh, 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 Stadford, that's uh, my nickname for him. Uh, boys, excuse <laughs> me. Excuse me. Carry on Johnson. <laughs> Doesn't that name injured. Like bird He's flu injured. in Africa? So I, carry on, Johnson. I do know that team, and I, I agree with you, Thomas. I think Kenny Galladay gets more uh, opportunities, more touches, especially with Marvin Jones out. Is, isn't he out as well? Yeah, probably. And you yeah. don't think the Bears' defense is just going to shade Galladay the entire time and let him throw to somebody else? Well, that's a good point. You know, here's the thing, maybe. Maybe, but at the end of the day, like, they only have one target to throw to. I think he's my best option. I also think that Matthew Stafford throws anywhere between one and seven interceptions. So I think I have a good chance of getting points from both of them. Uh, sure, that's, I'll give you that that's line. I like so it. insightful. Hey, I want to Over ask a, a question for both of you two. Let's start with Thomas. 
except for having an easier schedule like Landon, which needs to be verified, what would, you, what would you like to have done differently? Because as I'm looking at your starting lineup, I don't see very many holes. And we're, we're going to ignore Gronk for a minute. He, he's been hurt for a good part of the season. But I look at the rest of your lineup, I don't see a lot of weaknesses. So what would you have done differently with your team in terms of construction, drafting, trading? Or do you kind of like where you are? Yeah, I think um, as a whole, during the rookie draft, you can definitely look back and be like, well, kind of kicking yourself over. I should have gone for that running back versus this running back, so on and so forth. But it's a little too early to do that, I think. I I think there's definitely been some rookies that have performed earlier than expected, but you can't really count out the ones that haven't performed yet until, you know, until your second or third season in. I think, you know, honestly, this – all jokes aside, I think this this game is is pretty cool because – you could really make a case right now based on uh, the standings, based on the points scored, that, that kind of stuff, um, that, that Landon actually has the second-best team in the league this year, and then I'm a, a close third right behind that in terms of points scored, just, be, just based on that, not based on record or anything else. But there, there's definitely a legitimate case that this is a matchup of the second and third-best teams that we've seen throughout the season uh, behind Chris. And that, with that, I mean – the, the margin between the two of us is, is less than four points right now. Like there's basically no difference between our two teams in terms of uh, season-long scoring. So it's pretty exciting to have two teams this late in the season that have both played well, essentially battling for, for a playoff spot. Um, and I was actually talking to G2 today about some of the possible playoff scenarios um, and the fact that um, at the end of the day, the only people safe are uh, Mark, your your team, G1, and Chris. The only Those are the only two safe teams. But there's actually uh, no seeds that have been locked in 100%, which, is, wow. which I think is pretty interesting. So as a footnote to what you just said, Thomas, would not disagree whatsoever. I'm calling this, I'm calling this the Rams-Chiefs part two. Yeah. Agree. It's perfect. It's the perfect setup. <laughs> no, you guys are great. I just would dread having – I did not enjoy having to play you twice within the last four weeks, Thomas. I hated it. I hated it. Uh, well, Landon, I had to play Chris twice in the last three weeks. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's bad too. So, Landon, same question for you. Uh, question constru- – or excuse me, your your roster construction – uh, from the draft at the beginning of the year to trade. Yeah, you. by the way, you made a couple of – you and Dylan yeah. made a big blockbuster trade, if I'm not mistaken. So what would yeah. you have done differently with, with your team throughout the year? Well, I'm pretty happy with some of the trade moves I made. Like last year, giving up Cooper in a first-rounder for Elliott was a, was a move that I was happy with. And then – um, you know, the Kittle and Deshaun Jackson, I tried to trade Deshaun Jackson while he was hot because I didn't think he'd stay consistent. And for me, it was what I wanted to find was people that were going to consistently be consistent. I know that's redundant, but um, I wanted players that are going to score what they're going to score each week. Um, and so that's – I tried to move off uh, Kittle and Jackson to get a consistent Ertz who failed me this last week. But, um, 
you know, I've had a couple pickups. I think Julian Edelman was a waiver wire when he was on IR. I think Philip Lindsay was a, a waiver wire. I'm not happy. I had I drafted Nick Chubb, I believe, um, moved off him, and now you're benefiting from that, Mark. So thank you, thank you. Um, you're welcome. You're welcome. So it's uh, I'm happy with my team. I've actually got you know, I thought a JI and uh, I thought a JI would play well this season, and Lynch played a little bit well in the first part of the season and those are both been injuries and then I think that Freeman was a future move for me because I figured really nobody has a chance of beating Chris this year so I'd rather stack up and try to play a little better next year but I'm really happy from going I think I either had one or two wins last year uh, and I agree with Thomas that as far as points scored scores go and then when you look at you know teams each week um, you know despite you Mark and Joe Ryan having you know, really good records. I think Thomas and I are some of the, you never know if we're going to score. It's usually consistently between at least 130 and 180. So you just kind of never know what's going to happen with our teams and when they're going to pop. So I'm pretty happy with some of the moves I've made. I'm not happy with my lineup this week as far as my bottom four players in my starting lineup, but we'll see. It's kind of a risk reward game. Hey, I don't want to keep you all too late. We got to run. We're having fun. However, last question, start with you, Thomas. How do you like the podcast? I'm loving it. Um, it's fun that we have our own little thing we can we can listen to. Um, I was actually telling one of my coworkers about it today. They kind of looked at me funny, but <laughs> at the same time, it, it's really fun for me, and I know it's really fun for everybody else too to to get some insight into our own league because um, you know you can listen to the talking heads all day long about fantasy football and strategy and all that stuff, but it doesn't really pertain to us other than on some of the roster decisions we try to make. So it's nice to listen to you guys and it's fun to be a part of it from time to time and, and, and uh, really get a feel for the heart of our league. Yeah. And it, even though there's a little bantering back and forth with us too, I, I love the dish with commission. I, the first time I got it, I just cracked up so much. I, I had to have Mrs. G, you got to listen to this. You got to listen to this. No, thank you. Thank you. And then, and then Landon, we, I got to hear some of your uh, encouragement earlier, so I'm going to make you repeat it, but sounds like you're enjoying it too. Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, The podcast is my new Saturday morning tradition where I just wake up, I make a cup of coffee, and the first thing I do yeah. um, is listen to this podcast, and it's totally fun to listen to. And then I text Drew whenever he misses stuff after. Um, <laughs> there was multiple weeks where you forgot to mention me. I'm like, what the heck? I'm out here to play. And then I came back and I, you know, won a bunch of games this year. But, no, I absolutely love it. I appreciate what, you know, you and Drew have done together. It's fun to see the father-son relationship, too. I love seeing that. So, um, definitely appreciate what you guys are doing. It's going to be a great game. I can't wait. Uh, I enjoy just watching the scores of the other teams uh, each Sunday and, and Monday night. And this better than the playoffs, too. Well, guys, thank you very much. You have a great uh, holiday. Of course, we'll be playing this after the holiday, but you know what I mean. So uh, have, a gr- have a great Thanksgiving. And we'll, we'll talk soon. Wow, what an interview. So G2 and I, we want to thank all of our guests this week, Chris, uh, Jake, Thomas, uh, Landon, you too. Good luck to all of you this week. And if you're not fighting for a playoff spot, I still hope you guys have a great time uh, watching the scores. So guys, this week we wrap up with a special holiday tribute. Take care, everyone. I am thankful to be a member of Fayette Nomination. Now hear me out. 
Dylan, you are such a class act. And thank you for being such a great sport this year. We were all thrilled when you got that first win this year. Well done, brother. JB, thank you for making me feel young in this league. I need it. I'm counting on you to finish strong as you've got some great players. Drew, G2, I don't care what your record is. You are always a winner in my book. Love you, man. Anthony, you should be a top-tier team as you are anchored by the most explosive running back in the league. G2 and I are keeping an eye on you next year. You will be in the playoffs. Jake, you are a rock, a pillar. In the league this year, you did hit some bad luck. I still love your team. You finished strong too. Thomas, the commish, love your creativity, sarcasm, and humor. But in life, you really are a leader. Never forget that. Landon, I'm calling you Barnabas, the brother of encouragement, because that's what you do and who you are. You are a natural leader, too. Keep sharpening the saw. Joe Ryan, why is it that I hate playing you? You've had your ups and your downs this year, and guess what? You're right in the thick of the playoff hunt. Chris, you and your team are the envy of all. You also set an example for all of us. You have the heart of a champion in this game, but in the kingdom too. We are Vietnam Nation. We few. We happy few. We band of brothers. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone, and good luck this weekend. You are all winners, all of you. There are no losers in Vietnam Nation. Thank you for listening to Vietnam Fantasy Football Talk with the two G's, Mark and Drew.